You're listening to The Dog Ate My Homework, a podcast with me, Melanie Doppler of Math Coach Connection. Good morning, everyone, or good afternoon, or whatever time it is that you find yourself listening to this podcast. Usually when I have time to listen to a podcast, I'm driving while also eating my breakfast, probably mentally planning out my to-do list, so I hope that I found you at a little bit of a less chaotic time. But either way, thank you for joining me today. In this episode, I'm going to share one thing that you can do today to help your child become a better mathematician and have a more positive attitude towards math. And that one thing is to help your child work on their growth mindset. The idea of growth mindset versus fixed mindset is very important in the education world, but not only there, just in your real life in general. If you haven't ever read the book, Mindset, The New Psychology of Success by Carol Dweck, I highly recommend it. It helps you understand the difference between growth mindset, the idea that you can grow your brain and learn new things, and fixed mindset. The idea that you were born with a certain capacity for learning and that your skills and knowledge are fixed. Many of us have a fixed mindset about certain things in our lives, and math is often one of them. When I was growing up, I always thought that my sister was better at math than me. She was born with the math gene and I was not. I thought, I'm just not good at math. I will never be good at math, and that's just the way it is. I believed that I was not a math person. That's a very fixed mindset. Now, it's no fault of a specific teacher or parents or anything like that that I felt that way. I just had many times where I didn't do well on tests, and it became a pattern over time which just made me feel like I was not good at math. In fact, I often blamed my poor test results and things like that on the fact that I just didn't have the math gene. I sort of used it as an excuse to why I wasn't doing well in math. That's a classic example of a fixed mindset that I see happen all the time in the elementary classroom. And I would imagine it happens in the middle and high school classroom as well. Just saying, I'm not good at math, so I'll do what I can to survive this class, but I'm probably not going to be very successful. What I really needed to do was shift my focus and my perspective to the idea that I may not be good at math yet, but I can take specific steps to become better at math. The power of yet is so very important, and we'll talk more about that as the season goes on. Shifting that perspective to thinking, I may not be good at this yet, but what can I do to get better is so important. Not to mention, there is no math gene, so if you're sitting out there thinking, well, I still really don't think I was born with that, there is no math gene. You are the one that determines how successful you will be in math. This fixed mindset isn't only seen in children who are struggling in math, but it can actually be very problematic for children who typically do well in math. Those kids who feel like, I'm really good at math. I was born with the math gene. I am a math person. Math comes easily to me. While these children are on the opposite end and may have a more positive attitude when it comes towards math, they still have a fixed mindset approach to their math abilities, which can cause problems in the long run. These are the children that, when they don't get a 100% on a test, shut down and feel like they've failed or when something actually is hard for them, they struggle to persevere because they think it's always come so easily to them, so they must be failing if it's not coming easily. So it's not about whether your child has a positive attitude or a negative attitude towards math, 
although that is part of it. It's more about, do they believe that they can continue to grow in their understanding, regardless of if they understand math right now? The fixed mindset can be paralyzing for students on both ends because it puts up a mental roadblock for the potential growth that they could be focusing on. So as parents and guardians, what can we do to encourage that growth mindset with our children and shut down those fixed mindset thoughts that some of our children might already have? It's not about giving gold stars or hovering over our children and jumping in the moment math gets challenging or saying you're doing great when really they're not doing well at all. In order for our children to really develop a growth mindset, feedback is critical. They need to know and understand when they don't know something. So if they don't understand their homework or they don't understand how to, let's say, add fractions with unlike denominators, they need to know that they don't know that yet so that they can ask for help and their teacher can support them and also you as the parent or guardian can support them as well. These are opportunities for growth. And if we frame these moments as opportunities to grow by saying something like, wow, you may not know this yet, but think of how much you can grow your understanding as we work on learning this together. We can help shift our children's mindsets to having a growth mindset. I want to give you a few action steps, things to try at home that you can do right away today to help your child build that growth mindset and that positive math identity of thinking, I am a mathematician, I can do this. Yes, it might be hard, but what can I do to understand it? The first action step is to simply encourage that growth mindset through modeling. Oftentimes when our children come home with math homework, it's hard to be excited about helping them with it. And usually it brings up some feelings of bad things that have happened in our math past, if you will. For example, usually when kids start the fractions unit, I hear some funny stories about, oh, my parents said they were terrible at fractions, or, oh, I've heard that fractions are really hard from my older brother or sister. These comments or messages shut kids down to that fixed mindset and don't allow them to fully develop a growth mindset towards fractions in this case. Another example I often hear, and personally is one that brings up a lot of emotions for me, is multiplication timed tests. I remember those being so stressful when I was growing up. And the thing is, it made me feel uncomfortable. It made me feel unsuccessful. I felt pressured to get the correct answer. Otherwise, I felt like I would be perceived as bad at math. And that's what shut me down and didn't allow me to continue to grow. So instead of us as parents framing things as, oh, I remember when I was growing up, that was so hard, or yeah, we definitely don't have the math gene in this family. Now, I know you probably wouldn't say it in those specific words, but instead of sharing those stories of feeling unsuccessful, let's reframe that into a positive or a neutral discussion. One way to do that is to start by asking your child questions. You could say, hey, what is it you're working on today? What are you learning about? You could have your child teach the math to you. That's a great way for a child to practice a concept. You could say, you know, I noticed you're working on multiplication. Could you show me how I could multiply three times four? Turn it around on them and have them teach you. It's also good to ask your child what's challenging them or are they having trouble with anything they're learning in math right now? And it's okay to level with them and say, hey, I remember fractions were really challenging for me too. But then show them how you grew your understanding by saying something like, 
I remember asking my teacher for help when I was learning fractions and she helped me practice with fraction strips. That helped it make so much more sense. It's important for our children to see us as humans too, but also see that we believed we could grow in our understanding so our children believe that they can too. I want to compare this a little bit at, to us as parents talking about our body image. It's really important to talk about our bodies in positive ways in front of our kids. We don't want our kids growing up and having poor body image, so we have to model that body positivity in front of them. Instead of saying, I hate how this shirt looks on me, or, oh, I feel uncomfortable in my swimsuit. You could either don't say anything at all, keep it neutral, or you could say, wow, I feel really strong in this shirt, or I feel confident today. Those types of positive messages will reflect onto our children, and that's how they will start feeling too. It's the same thing with math positivity. Start by using positive phrases and encouraging that growth mindset and not talking about negative experiences that will reflect onto our children as well. There are some difficult times that can be hard to navigate. For example, if a child is really not understanding a concept, they might just put their head in their hands and say, I don't get this. I'm so stupid, I'll never get this. I'm just not a math person. Phrases like that that we all know we've heard before. I want to use an example, which you can absolutely use with your kids, that I heard in my first year of teaching and it's always stuck with me. And that's, when a baby is born, nobody says that a baby is stupid because it doesn't know how to talk, right? Like nobody would look at a baby and say, wow, that baby is so stupid because they can't talk yet, or gosh, that baby is really bad at talking. We would never say that about a baby because a baby is still learning. They're still developing those language skills, and we don't expect that they already know how to do it. So at the same time, as mathematicians, we can't say, I'm so bad at that, because you might just not have learned how to do it yet. So for our children, we can say, no, you're not bad at that, or no, you're not stupid. In fact, you're just learning how to do this concept. It's so important because it shows that when you're learning something, you can't let yourself shut down, you have to open yourself up to the possibility that you're still learning and you can get there. Now, as parents, I know you might not have the tools specifically to help your child. Let's say if they're frustrated about addition and subtraction of decimals, you might not have the tools to help them yet, but I hope to equip you with some in my grade level and subject specific episodes. For now, you can focus on these positive messages and encouraging your children to grow. The second action item that you can do today to help your child build a positive math identity is to bring math into the real world in your everyday life. For example, if you're driving down the road and your kid's in the back seat, you could say, hey, I noticed the speed limit back there said 55 miles an hour, and now it says 70 miles an hour. That's a 15 mile an hour difference between here and there. That's so interesting. Or maybe you're going shopping and say you're at Target, my favorite, of course, and maybe you're getting ready for a party coming up and you could say, hey, we have $50 to spend on decorations for the party. Can you figure out how many packs of streamers we can buy for $50? Or have your child help you online shop or shop for groceries. Or when you're cooking or baking, have your child help you with the measurements. You get the idea. The point is that you're showing your child that math happens every day. And it's not something we have to be stressed about in fact, you can bring out your phone while you're at Target and show them, hey, I'm going to solve this problem by using a calculator. A calculator is a tool we can use to help us solve math problems. 
Or if you're doing home renovations, get out a ruler or measuring tape and show your child how you're using that tool. Children need to know that, of course, we can't always use a calculator, but they can see you modeling that when you walk into the store, you're not super stressed about solving a real-world math problem. You have tools that you can use to help you figure it out. So this second action item I want you to try is notice math in the world around you and bring that into the conversation with your child. Doing this will make math not such a scary thing. It'll become much more accessible, which will help your child want to develop that growth mindset. So I know you're probably busy, and before I take up any more of your time, I want to give you a quick recap of today's episode. To help your child build a growth mindset, the first thing you can do is talk positively about math. Try to keep those negative experiences and negative emotions out of the conversation, unless you are framing them as a way that you grew as a mathematician. The second thing is to bring math into your everyday life. That will make math much more accessible for your children. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a great morning, afternoon, whatever time you tuned in. Have a great day, and stay tuned for some more episodes. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Dog Ate My Homework. Be sure to follow my podcast for more episodes, and check out mathcoachconnection.com for more information and resources.